0: Welcome, everybody. We are back with episode number four. Guess who's back? Back, back again. again. <laughs>
1: Haunted and Manas. Oh. <laughs>
0: tell your friends.
2: Seriously, go tell your friends. <laughs> and you'll anyway.
0: So <laughs> well, I am Cindy. I am Gabriella. I am Andrea, and we are Haunted, Haunted and in Manas. Manas. <laughs> Manas. well thank you so much everybody for joining us again it is super appreciative so this is episode four latin
2: hauntings this episode is especially important to us because of our latin
1: roots yes especially being from nicaragua gotta represent our culture Latin hauntings episode. I'm about to speak Spanish the whole episode. <laughs> that would be funny though.
0: That would, but um, we'll save that for another episode. And before I forget, we have decided to call our listeners booze since we didn't want to just call our listeners our listeners. <laughs> and you're also
1: our booze. We love you. Boo. You know that I actually always hated that word boo. But like, it's perfect.
0: Sorry,
1: I didn't notice. Did you hear her? What? What?
2: This haunted episode is haunted. (laughs) Yo, no one said
1: anything. Hey, Google, stop. (laughs) That is so weird. Yeah, that's that is hilarious. So I think we got Hey Google's blessing. She can be a boo too. Okay,
0: but Google sounded so crisp. Like, that just sounds so good. Damn. Crisp like the, like, like the dollar bill. Like crisp like the Burning Bride. Crisp. <laughs> it was the <a> consistency <laughs> oh my of goodness, crisp. crisp.
1: <laughs> okay. So the Latin culture has a lot of hauntings and superstitions and I just feel like this episode is perfect timing because even Netflix just came out with a haunted Latino America episode mm-hmm. and we are excited to go over stories that are more than just La Yorona. Also, is that my is that my capsters jersey or yeah, right? I just
0: got cold, so I just I couldn't find a sweatshirt. So uh, okay. Okay, Nana, you ready for ooh you ready to tell us
1: your story? She ready. She's like chugging that drink. I'm over here drinking, drinking my, my yeah. truly probably my, my
2: truly busy probably. no my busy hard seltzer. Okay. Ew. With vitamin C, blueberry, and
1: pomegranate. Well, flavor. shit, at yeah. least it's got vitamin C. Vitamin C, sorry. Do you see how red I am? Yes. Yeah. In the Mexico sun. That joint is no joke. How was it? Beautiful. I'm jealous. Ugh. I saw the picture. I love yeah, I'm jealous as fuck
2: right now. Ugh.
0: Alejandro is super jealous. Alejandro is my boyfriend. By the way, I'm Andrea speaking. He's my boyfriend. He's from Mexico.
1: The resort that we stayed at is beautiful. I saw historical and full of old details like the day of the dead dolls and antique furniture. I posted a lot of it on Instagram.
0: Yeah. I loved it. Okay. I saw that you
2: had flamingos at your resort or somewhere nearby.
0: Oh Nana, I didn't know you went to Mexico with her. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i know I, I, I was like when i was taking video of the flamingos i was like umbrella girl what you doing here
2: <laughs> oh,
0: God. just so you booze can know uh we refer to nana as a flamingo and honestly the reason why we refer to her as a flamingo is because of her legs because we always said that we've always said that she's she has like skinny legs and I don't know, I don't I don't really remember where exactly we saw a flamingo like cartoon or decoration and we were like, Oh, that's Nana because of the legs. And that's really it. And it's stuck with us ever since. But anyway, Nana, you are doing the research topic, yes. Yeah, fine. All right, well let's get to
2: it. Yep. So for today's episode on my research topic. It will be on La Sayona. Before I continue on, I would like to first state that there are many different versions told of La Sayona. But the most common slash popular version told of uh, this Venezuelan legend is about the spirit of a woman who scares and kills only two unfaithful men that have affairs. Dang. So
1: La Sayona, not to be confused with La Llorona. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. To- to- yeah, You know totally the primas.
2: Yeah. What? I said they pretty much. I can't hear you. Sorry, Andrea. We can, I He's can't okay? hear you,
1: girl. You need to put your mic closer. Or I don't know.
0: No,
2: like I have to scream.
0: So I... I could. Okay, go on. I said
2: they're pretty
0: I said they're pretty much.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> hear you. Okay, I heard you this time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: Okay. Okay. Sorry. She is known and viewed as as an executioner, an avenger, and female force of justice in response to cheating men. Soyona was a beautiful young woman named Casilda. She was also happily married and with a newborn child until she found out her husband was having an affair. Some versions say that it was Casilda's own mother, who her husband was having the affair with. So she eventually took her own mother and husband's life for vengeance. So one version of the story, when La Sayona found out about the affair, she first killed her husband. And then later she went to her mother's house and confronted her mother and killed her with like a machete or some sharp, you know, sword. Right. You know, a sharp object. She just killed her mom. So, unfortunately, her mother didn't die right away. (gasps) Yeah. And her mom supposedly cursed Casilda right before she died so that Casilda's soul wanders without rest for all eternity. Oh, shit. So that that is how Casilda became La Sayona.
0: Damn. She did that brujaria.
2: Mm-hmm. La Sayona is seen as a beautiful woman with long, dark hair. She uses her beauty to lure unfaithful men. But then once these men get close enough to her, she reveals her true form. Some say her face appears as a skull, while others claim her skin gets pasty and her teeth are fangs. Okay, so how does she find these men to kill them? So it happens when men are, you know, are, like walking in town or right before they meet the woman they're about to have an affair with. So let's say, you know, John Doe over here is walking down the street and he's about to meet up with his side piece. So La Sayona, you know, tricks the men into looking, you know, beautiful and like, ooh, blah, mm-hmm. blah, boom. That's when she reveals her true self, and the men realize it's La Sayona. And after that, La Sayona, again, as mentioned before, she has fangs coming out of her mouth instead of regular teeth. That's her true self, so she kills the men. It doesn't specify how, but I'm assuming it's with her fangs. Mm. She just attacks them. Point blank. That's what you get for being a cheating bastard. Right. Point blank. Yeah. So that is the story of La Sayona.
0: Okay. Okay, my turn. Okay. Okay, Cindy. You so, tell us your campfire.
1: Yes, I have two this episode. Ooh.
0: Two for two Tuesday. Two for two. Oh, Tuesday. it is Tuesday too. Hey, uh-huh. we keep doing this. Okay. It's I meant know, to be. not on
1: purpose because we're trying to actually. Submit our episodes and have it come out on a Sunday.
0: (laughs) Jess, Jess, you'll be listening to this on Sunday night or Monday morning or whenever.
1: Okay, so I chose two stories on El Duende. El Duende is in Hispanic folklore. Duendes are known as gnome-like creatures who live inside the walls of homes, especially in the bedroom walls of young children. And this is super weird, but they attempt to clip the toenails of unkept children. Really? Uh, <laughs> so oh a lot no. of times moms are like, "You know, make sure you you shower or make sure you know you brush your teeth or Dwinda's gonna come out and clip your toenails." <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> which is oh. horrifying. <laughs> but um sometimes they say that the duende mistakenly removes an entire (gasps) toe when he's attempting to oh my god uh yeah to clip toenails so you know that's very scary for a lot of a lot of kids but they have also been able to barter with the mother of young children so that they can take the child and have them to eat (gasps) they appear at night and when children are are playing Uh, The duende will watch the children and later on just stalk them and carry them into the woods.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So in some Latin American cultures, the duendes are believed to be the helpers of people who get lost in the forest so they could find their way home. In the folklore of Central American country of Belize, particularly amongst the country's African Caribbean descendants, Duendes are thought of as like forest people, and they call them tata duende, but tata duendes lack thumbs. Oh, my God. Ooh. Like, wait, tata like tata? Like our tata. That's
0: Aww. what I was thinking of, but she's Ta- she not a I duende. Know.
1: Tata was a nickname that we had for one of our grandmothers that passed away in Nicaragua recently. <laughs> RIP, love you Tata. So now that I told you the background on the Duende, I'm going to share with you the first story related to him. And it goes a little something like this. Full disclosure, throwaway account. I'm very hesitant to talk about this. My wife and I are both college educated professionals Other than this, one time that I'm about to describe, we've never experienced anything that would qualify as paranormal. We've never seen ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoot, etc. The reason why I'm posting this is because I am genuinely looking for information on what we saw. At the time, about 12 years ago, we lived in northeastern Arizona in southern Apache County, close to the Navajo Nation. We had no kids at the time and would typically go out to dinner after work on Friday nights. We would drive about an hour to a neighboring town as our town is very small and had few restaurants. As we were driving back around 9 or 10 p.m. and my wife was behind the wheel, we were both watching out for animals. It wasn't uncommon to see deer, antelope, and jackrabbits, which could damage our truck if hit. We'd also often see rats, mice, and prairie dogs too. So as we're going along, all of a sudden, this small, about 18 inches tall, bipedal creature goes running in front of us. It ran from one side of the road to the other and disappeared in the cedar trees that are typically along the main highway we were traveling. The most messed up part was this thing was wearing clothes. It was dressed in a robe and had a pointy hat. We can't really remember the colors of the clothes, but we both agreed that the hat was red it did not look cute or friendly more like stuff out of nightmares its skin was a dark brown or dark gray its face looked monstrous and was grimacing i had the impression that it was very distressed and seemed to be running away from something or someone it seemed oblivious to us and our truck i looked over to my wife who neither hit the brakes nor swerved whatsoever and she's just looking straight ahead at the road. I seriously thought I had just had a hallucination, not because I've had one before, but I can't believe what I just saw. So I said to her, did you see that? To which she quietly replied, yeah. In order to confirm my own sanity, I needed to hear her say what she saw first. I then said, what did you see? She then said, like a little person with a wizard hat on. Then I said, yeah, what the fuck? I honestly wouldn't believe my own eyes and memory if she hadn't seen it too. She's also said that if I hadn't seen it too, she would have completely shut it out of her mind and would have long forgotten it by now. In fact, I would have serious doubts if I had said what it was first, and then she agreed with me. We've talked about it several times since then and are still dumbfounded on what it was. I've done some research and it's hard to glean any information because people all around the world have claimed to see small humanoid creatures for hundreds if not thousands of years. The variations are all over the place. This thing wasn't like the friendly looking garden gnomes that people have in their yards. I hope to never see one again and sure as shit wouldn't go looking for one. My wife once described it as a little demon. I chose to call it a duende, as that seemed appropriate for our region.
0: It's funny that they mentioned, like, it wasn't, like, a cute little gnome, because I was like, oh, like, a pointy red hat, that's cute, and then they were like, no, it's monstrous, and la-la-la, I was like, oh, shit.
1: Yeah, the wife was like, no, it was, like, devilish. Yeah. Uh, That's terrifying. I definitely think it was a duende. It... Basically, like sounded just like him. The description of what it was wearing, you know, the color of of the yeah. skin, that would be super creepy. Driving on a deserted road and right. seeing that. Props to them really. for like being able to like remember the details of it. I appreciate how level headed they are because it makes them even more credible. Right. Okay. You guys ready for my second campfire tale? Yes. Okay. Hello, my name is Ricky, and I'm originally from Peru, so please forgive my grandma. (laughs) Forgive my grammar. Oh my god. my grandma. Forgive my grammar, so here is my story about the time my brother and I saw a duende. When I was about six or seven years old, I had trouble sleeping at night, and I clearly remember that eerie feeling that there was someone in my room watching me really close. But I didn't see anything, of course, that is, until the day I finally did. My older brother used to sleep with me in the same room on separate beds across from each other. In the bedroom, there was just the two beds and one dresser for both of us. Also, one big window and a door that faced the dining room. I know this is a weird house layout, but just remember this is Peru and we don't care much about architectural design. Anyways... This night was not different. I could not sleep and felt very scared and paranoid. I knew there's something in my room watching me and then looked through the doorway and there it was this really short entity about three feet high kind of chubby wearing some kind of monk clothing. Its face was totally dark almost like a black void. It didn't face me and walked really slow toward my dining room table. In that moment, I got up really slow and woke up my brother and told him what was going on. He got up and got into bed with me, and we both saw it. We were in disbelief. We watched this thing walk out of view for a moment, then walked to the back of the dining room and played with my brother's science project that my brother left on the dining table that consisted of a porcelain with a bulb and a switch mounted to a piece of plywood, the dwindet turned it on and off about three times and after that it came back into view and got behind a chair and then it looked at us for maybe five seconds, but we couldn't see its face because the monk hood was wearing over its head. It looked just like the Jawa characters from Star Wars, but the clothing was white. The dwinda grabbed the chair really tight, bringing it closer and closer to its chest. And leaning on top of the chair and then started morphing before our eyes and transform into a pair of pants. Just pants. We couldn't believe it. After about 10 minutes, my brother went to investigate and there it was. Just a pair of pants. We didn't sleep the whole night. We waited for my mom to wake up in the morning and asked her about the pants. And she said, yes, I leave a pair of pants for your dad every night on top of that chair. You just noticed? We couldn't believe it. I know what I saw. I know my brother saw it too. And we told my mother. And surprisingly, I think she believed us because after a couple of weeks, we got baptized. From what I heard, this keeps the dwindus away. I guess they don't like Catholic kids. Well, that's it. I hope you liked my story. This is 100% real. My brother and I talk about it sometimes and we still get a little freaked out.
0: That is crazy. I did not know that they morphed. What? I did not expect it to turn into pants.
2: Yeah, I, I was expecting like another creature, like a cat, yeah. something,
1: a bat. I don't know. Not pants <laughs> that get worn. I would. I think I would faint if I saw that. Like if I saw this creature, like I would be sweating and my heart would be. Going a mile a minute and then right. it turned into pants. No, that's flights out for me. My fight yep. or flight is messed up in my brain.
2: My advan <laughs> next morning will look in my drawer, grab all my jeans, all my pants, and throw it out. Oh my god, I
0: don't I'm even know. Use a duende, use a duende, use a duende. <laughs> I'll I shake use... it like I know what you are. Just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you bring a knife like I'll do it. I don't fuck I don't I'll do it. I'll start I'll ripping the pants. Out. Take it. <laughs> that was a really good story though. I never yeah. knew about doing this. Nice one, Sissy. Yeah, very good. Thank you. <clears throat> that was Okay. My turn. Your turn, finally. I... So I am reading a personal story that was emailed to us by one of our Instagram followers. Thank you so much to Moises
1: it says you're awesome thank you so much we appreciate everyone that sends over their personal paranormal tale to our email
0: yes so please everybody send us your information your scary stories all your personal experiences we really really would appreciate it okay here i go hi my name is Moises. i'm 56 years old and have several stories today i'm going to talk about the one in yonkers new york at this point in my life i was about 14 years old and used to live in this spooky apartment it had four rooms but we all believe that in the house one of the rooms was possessed it was located away from all the rooms in a corner behind the kitchen my older brother used to sleep there and he always said he felt a presence in the room he felt someone caressing his face and always woke to see a woman standing by his bed. On several occasions, he told my mom, but my mom would just say, it's all in your mind. We always heard weird noises coming out of there with no one in the room. In one particular instance, it was about 1 a.m. when we were all sleeping, and suddenly we all heard a loud bang, like someone was thrown through a wall. We all got up and ran to the kitchen and found my brother on the floor. We asked him what happened. He said he was sleeping when he felt like he was being lifted off the bed and was thrown across the kitchen to the floor. At this point, we were all scared and decided to gather in one room and sleep there. As the days passed, things were getting worse. It got to the point that my brother was going insane. My brother was 18 years old at this time, by the way. Things got so hectic for him that he decided to go to the army because my mom would not try to move from there. Once he was gone, no one dared to step foot in that room as we always heard noises coming from there. A little time passes and one day when we were bored, my sister and two of my brothers decided to go in the room and play with the Ouija board. Oh damn, it was the most stupid thing to do because while we were playing with it, a lot of disturbance occurred. We asked if there was a presence, and we heard a voice say, yes. Then, we asked if someone had died there, and the same voice responded, yes. At this point, we were all scared and walked out of the room, and when my mom came home, she found us all sleeping in the living room. Nothing was the same ever since. We kept hearing footsteps, voices, and noises, and now it was not just in that room. It was all around the apartment. At this point, even my mom was hearing the noises, especially at night when we always heard someone messing with the dishes in the kitchen. The last time I encountered a presence was a month before we moved out of the apartment. I had gone to school that day when in the middle of the day I felt sick and went to the nurse and was sent home. I got to the house, went to my room, and took a nap while my mom had gone to the market for a few things. I was sleeping when a loud weird noise woke me up and it sounded like I was in a big boat and the propellers were spinning fast and I felt a cold breeze that gave me the chills. I froze and didn't know what to do. I wanted to run but I couldn't move when out of nowhere my brother's bike lifted about two feet off the floor and came back down. Now I was really freaking out. I gathered some courage to get up and run out of the house and as I was running, I felt someone following me. This was the last time I was in the apartment. I never went back. I told my mom to send me to New Jersey with my aunt. A month later, my mom left the apartment and moved to Jersey and left almost everything behind. Come to find out months later that the lady underneath our apartment used to do santeria in the small room by the kitchen underneath our little room. To this day, we don't know what it was but I'm glad we moved on. That's crazy. Moises really went through it. I know. I'm so sorry you guys went through that, Moises.
1: Moises no. is from Nicaragua as well. He started following us after he saw us on the Así Somos Nicaragua Instagram page, and he's super sweet. I can't imagine him going through this.
0: I know. I feel so bad. I'm like, Moises, no. Come. Porque? Let us gather. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. that was a really good story at least but i feel bad at the same time
1: andrea thank you for sharing the personal tale i want to take the time to remind all the listeners that we are in need of personal tales to be emailed to us if you have one if you know of someone that has one please take the time to email it to us we will most certainly read it on the show you are going to want to email it to hauntedhermanaspodcast at gmail.com. Also, please don't forget to rate and review us on
0: Apple Podcast and Spotify. We would love to get your feedback and learn what you guys like to hear. And don't forget to drop us a follow on all of our social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. The handles are at hauntedhermanas. All okay, right, boos,
1: thank you so much for tuning in. Yes. Catch us next episode. Adios.
2: Y
0: y adiós.